Today, we'll do the Yemei Chabad for the 10th day of Kislev, and this is in the year Tov Kuf Pei Zayin, uh, which translates the 10th of, the, um, 10th of Kislev, uh, the 10th of Kislev and Tov Kuf Pei Zayin corresponds to the 10th of December in 1826. Uh, this was the day that the Mittler Rebbe, the Rebbe Dovber, was actually freed from his incarceration, from his imprisonment. As we learned earlier that uh, on the 28th day of Tishrei, they came to arrest him. And the reason they arrested him is because it's hard to believe, but these were uh, people who had a grudge against Hasidim and against the specifically against the Mittler Rebbe. It also had to do with a, mentioned before, with a shidduch over there, that the Mittler Rebbe did not want to uh, sort of uh, be with that group. But they went, they stooped to the lowest of levels to go ahead and slander the Rebbe, make up stories, and forge documents uh, to try to indict the Rebbe and try to make the, uh, the Mittler Rebbe look bad. They arrested, this was from the uh, Misnagdish camp, from the opposition to the Hasidim. Yeah. Um, what basically they said is that he was sending large amounts of money to Eretz Yisrael. And how did they get such a large amount of money? They actually forged the documents, uh, a letter that the Rebbe said, they just added like a number, like a one, to, uh, it came into a very absorbent amount, exorbitant amount of money. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that constituted big suspicions for, for the Rebbe, how he is uh, providing all these funds for an, uh, into another country, another government, and caused them to arrest the Rebbe. The, the Mittler Rebbe was able to prove to the people investigating him that this is all entirely made up story, it's false, it's not true, nothing. And that all the monies that he is sending to Eretz Yisrael, they are destined for the poor people. That's all what it is to it. And he also pointed out to them, he showed them how these slanderers, how they forged the document, they forged this letter. He showed to them. And these investigators went and reported it back to the, to the governor, um, and they gave him all the answers that the Mittler Rebbe gave, he requested that they should bring before him the Rebbe, facing up with the uh, slanderers, and they'll go in front of him, they will see, he will decide who is the one that is saying the truth. Who is the one who is right. So the, the Mittler Rebbe dressed up in his garments of Shabbos, which were white garments, and he went in a very... Uh, beautiful carriage to the governor and he looked like an angel, an angel of God. He was, had this holy and this, this, this look on him and the Hasidim were kind of a little bit worried in the beginning that maybe the Rebbe's look of such aristocratic look would be something which would be looked negatively on by the governor. He might get angry over there. Uh, but that wasn't the case. And the contrary, when he saw the beauty and the grandeur of the uh, Rebbe, of the Mittler Rebbe, he found favor in the eyes of the uh, governor, and he honored him very much, and he asked him to sit, he gave him a chair, asked him to sit down, 
And then the slanderer came forth, and he began to argue, put down his arguments. And while he was heated up in his discussion, so that slanderer said, and he says, and he used in his phrase about the Mittler Rebbe, he says, Rebbe. So uh, the Rebbe uh, <laughs> pointed out in, in, for I'm the governor, he says, look, here he's saying that I'm a cheater, that I'm a thief, and I'm uh, uh, rebelling against the government, and now he's calling me rabbi. <laughs> he says, so he said, and that slanderer, he came from the city of Vitebsk, he was totally outdone, he couldn't find uh, his way out. He spoke totally disjointed, it was totally uh, as the uh, the extent that the officer, the governor himself, told him enough barking. He told him, <laughs> "That's what he told." And the uh, and the mouse and the slanderer went away with shame and with embarrassment. And the rebbe traveled with great honor from that meeting that they had in front of the governor. When it came the month of Kislev, but he was still incarcerated. But the month of Kislev is known as the month of redemption because the Alter Rebbe was twice released from prison, once on Yutas Kislev and then on the third day of Hanukkah. Uh, so, uh, so it was a special time. Twice, so twice. Uh, He was in prison twice, two years after, once in, oh. uh, it was two, two, two times he was in prison. Okay. And both of the times, Shkoyach Mendi, both of the times he was released, it was in the month of Kislev, so Kislev has a special, uh, is a special month. So he, um, they sent a, uh, a request, the Mittler Rebbe sent a request, and he asked his daughters to go to the, to the governor to ask him for freedom, to ask a request for freedom. And when they came to the governor, I called governor, they say, sorry, I'm not sure exactly what the title is, but they called governor. So the daughters, they started to cry bitterly, and the, office, the governor, he read the request, and he said to the daughters, why are you crying? Go home in peace, because your father is going to go out from prison. And that was the case. We learned earlier his prison wasn't like a, a totally like a cell. He had a house there, and the Hasidim used to come in. They allowed him. They allowed the several leniencies. They had several leniencies, so it wasn't like they let him have a minion there. So he had, but he still, he was like a house arrest, or he was, uh, he was still in, uh, not free to go. Uh, so when they, um, when they came home uh, to their father, the daughters, they actually saw that there was already an order given by the, uh, by the governor um, that the Rebbe is freed. And uh, he instructed that the guards should leave, there were guards stationed by the house, they should leave the house. And the entire house was filled immediately with many Hasidim. And the Altarebbe sat down and he gave Hasidis, he talked, he taught uh, Hasidis, uh, Hasidic discourse. So the Mittler Rebbe was freed from his imprisonment on the day of the 10th day of Kislev. So it is related that the actual news about the redemption took place on Shabbos, on the ninth day of Kislev, during Mincha time, in the afternoon. At the time that the Rebbe was saying Chassidus on the verse, Ata Echad, which is part of the Mincha prayer, we say it in the Mincha prayer, you are one, your name is one. 
And in the middle of the saying of that Hasidus that he was saying that, he sort of said, Shah, quiet, make space, my father is here. He sort of invited the Alter Rebbe. Now, I think just to uh, reconcile this with what we just said, I mean, it seems like maybe maybe the, uh, the daughters, they didn't know it because it says that it came on Shabbos. Now, it's kind of... Uh, Unlikely that the daughters went on Shabbos to, to to bleed. Uh, to bleed. Uh, over here it says that when they came back, before we read that when they came back, uh, there was already uh, that he was freed already. Uh, I don't know. So um, and here, why do we celebrate Yud Kislev? Um, it it must be because. Um, um, the actual, somehow, the actual news and the freedom. Um, so I don't know exactly what it means over here that the news of the reached on the ninth day of Kislev, which was in Shabbos. Um, I don't know have to sort of, sort of uh, sort this out. But as we know that the following year, I mentioned already a day before the day of redemption, um, he passed away. The the, the Midrash passed away. So it was a very bittersweet uh, that year. They were mourning the Rebbe's passing, and they couldn't celebrate the next day was the Rebbe's um, uh, release. Now, it also somehow implies over here a little bit, I'm not sure, but that the ninth day of Kislev was also sort of meant to be his redemption. So then you have his birthday, his day of passing, as well as redemption. It actually took place on the 10th, but here he says that the news of the redemption reached him on the ninth day of Kislev during Mencha time. So that would mean that the redemption is also somehow connected to the ninth day of Kislev. It just uh, seems like he was trying to do it, but in actuality, it uh, took place the next day. We find the same same kind of a sort of a, uh, of an idea. You know, in this case, we only celebrate the tenth day of, of, of Kislev as the day of redemption. Maybe because the ninth day of Kislev is also the day of passing. Maybe the official papers or when they removed the guards or something like that, the guards removed, that took place on the tenth day, but on Shabbos that didn't take place yet or whatever. Or maybe when it says that they heard the news, it was from far away, but it didn't reach the Rebbe yet. That's why he sent his daughters. Or maybe I'm not sure exactly. There's a lot of different possibilities that might have happened. But this whole concept of making two days happened both on Yutus Kislev, which is the redemption of the Alter Rebbe. Over there too, he was, we celebrate two days, Yutes and Chof, two days. Why? Because he was technically released on the 19th, but he ended up in somebody else's house, in a Mesnagin's house, and by the time he left that house, it was the 20th. So it's like, so they make it two days, 19 and 20th. Same thing as Yud Beis Tamos, with the redemption of the previous Lubavitch Rebbe, Yitzchak. Yitzchok. Over there we also have Yud Beis and Yimel Tamos. He was freed on the 12th, but it was a, some sort of a uh, secular holiday or the Russian holiday, so they couldn't give him the paperwork, so he had to wait the second day, so we have two days. But over here, it seems like it started on Tess, and then it went to Yud, but we don't find that you celebrate it on, on two separate days. But, I don't know, that's, that's what it is.